Welcome back to Man Cave Movie Night. My name is Rainstorm, and this episode is brought to you by Clinical ASMR Meditation. Today, we're here to help you beat those pesky summer colds. So let's just start with some breathing. In. And out. In. Tissue, please. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> well, that's all the time we have for more relaxing tips and tricks. Join us at www.clinical.clinical. <laughs> May peace find you. And welcome back. That was a great ad. That was a great ad. It's one of my favorites. And it's a sequel to, if you didn't recognize it, it was a sequel to one we've done a while ago. Oh. And hopefully that kind of gives you a hint at what this episode is going to be about. That and the title of the episode. The episode also <laughs> might give it away. It's a pretty good hint. The title is pretty pretty typically accurate to what we're going to talk about, except for the Moon Knight episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did get some complaints this weekend that we did not talk about Moon Knight in the Moon Knight episode. Which we did, kind of, but for an for an for hour or plus for, episode, <laughs> we, we talked about Moon Knight for like fifteen minutes. What would we talk about for the rest of the time? I've kind of forgotten now. I don't know, man. I feel I like we were all over the place. <laughs> Just all sorts of things. Just going think, a little random. I think it was stuff that stuff. like made us mad in like super ham fisted things because you talked about the I'm an Egyptian. Well, yeah, but that's life. Moon Knight. Yeah, that's yeah, but Moon then, Knight, but I then think, it spun off a different Yeah, we were talking about, okay, then what, what other cringe moment? Yeah, you're right. The biggest eye that. roll Whatever cringe moments. What other cringe moments are out there? <laughs> anyway, we're hoping to make some good momies this, this episode. So stick around, and we're going to be talking about sequels. Uh, should we, I guess, jump into the news very quickly? <laughs> the news. Our, yeah. our updated... Flash news. Flash news. Flash well, we news. Definitely have a lot of things to talk about this week again. Tons of things uh, to talk about. Amazing. I I'll go first. You go first. Uh, and my news. I have nothing. Um, oh, all right. Glad you just went. wanted to get that out of there. <laughs> sure. That is awesome. That is great news. Well, this slow week. this was another slow week. Yeah, nothing really. I mean, Squid Game Season 2 was officially announced just barely. So if you care about that, then I'm sure you'll be enthused. Squid I love Ga- the first Squid season. Game 2, release the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> Let there actually be squids this time, Let please. Let there be carnage. <laughs> See, that's a good um, subtitle for a Squid Game sequel. That actually is Squid Game 2, Let There Be Carnage. 
<laughs> That's kind of the whole point of Squid Game. Yeah, I still haven't seen the first season. It's yeah. good. No, it is. It is really good. It's Whenever fun. I see it, I'm like, yeah, I should. I should watch that. Oh, but I tell I you what, something else. when the Americans come in, there's just maybe no worse writing that exists in the whole uh, world than their that, dialogue. That is true. Because it's that Americans. It's it's Koreans writing what they think Americans are like in English. <laughs> hey y'all no seriously like the performances are horrendous oh it's bad it's so bad but i like the show otherwise otherwise good yeah it's it it took a few turns and like it made a few choices like hey that's actually pretty cool i was not expecting them to do that like it it's a lot deeper and bigger than you kind of expect from like oh big fighting game thing um so i enjoyed it but uh, then otherwise, yeah. Oh, of course. Niall, are you going to talk about the Thunderbolts movie being announced? You got it. You just did. Okay, so. <laughs> You've already said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they're making a Thunderbolts movie, Marvel is, which is basically the Marvel version of the Suicide Squad, kind of, except better. Yeah. Um, so it's got... I mean, in the comics, it's got, like, Baron Zemo and characters like that. They haven't said what the roster will be for the movie or when the movie will be released. Only that there is a director attached, and um, that's it. So it's kind of cool that they actually have, like, a team-up movie that they're doing. um, Because it's been, like we've kind of talked about, very unknowable as far as the direction they're going in. Right. Like, with this phase. And so it's cool that they're doing some sort of a team-up even if it is villains, which I think is a really cool idea yeah. to kind of bring the villains together. Except people think that like uh, Florence Pugh's character is going to be in it. Which I, I, I doubt. Not but... that great of a character. <laughs> um, but I, there's no, but nothing official we'll, except that the movie's happening. We'll probably so. get some more Purple Elaine. Yeah, yeah we that's definitely yeah. will. We definitely I, will get Purple she's Elaine. She's going to be the Olivia Davis of, mm, or of Vi- Viola Davis, my bad. Yeah, Viola yeah. Davis or the, the Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Yeah, so... Um, the, the fun thing about that though, is that it's confirmed, but it's still not technically announced, you know, yeah, like Marvel true. hasn't said like Thunderbolts 2029 or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, <geez. laughs> but, um, so the list of characters from the movies that could, could potentially show up are, um, and I guess Disney plus series, you've got Baron Zemo. You've got U.S. Agent um, from Falcon and Winter Soldier. You've got uh, Purple Elaine, obviously. Love her. Um, oh, God, I love Purple Elaine. Yelena, Yelena Belova, um, which is from Black Widow Florence and Pugh's character from Black Widow and Hawkeye. Um, I guess not Red Hulk anymore because William Hurt's dead. Well, they could recast him. They could recast him, but that would suck, you know? Like, he's been with it from the beginning. Yeah, well, okay. To be fair, though, he was in Hulk, and then it was an eight-year gap, and then he was in Civil War. Yeah, which is sick. <laughs> like, and then he was that. in, like, a couple other things. But so, like, what maybe else, they won't. Who else is there? I feel like I'm missing somebody. They could do, like, Abomination or, like, oh, Justin Hammer. Right. Any oh, sort dude, of or ghost. I swear to you, if Justin Hammer, Hammer is in it, I will be so happy. Just bring Sam, that would be Rock- cool. Sam Rockwell back to the the universe that's all i want in this life um i think it would be cool my news i have some news that's also marvel related and that is um they've shown a trailer now for the marvel midnight suns game which is going to be like a turn-based rpg um with kind of a card like deck building element in it as well as a video game but it's um it's going to be cool. Like, I, I just watched some gameplay footage of it uh, last night and this morning, and it's like, oh, this is, like, right up my alley. Because it's, like, enough of a blend between, like, board game style and, like, video game stuff that it's just like, ooh, this is, like, my thing for sure, you know? Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. in and... other video game news, um, Microsoft right now is doing the Microsoft Bethesda Showcase. Oh, that's this weekend? Um, yeah, it's happening currently. It started oh, nice. an hour ago for us. Oh. So um, uh. I don't want to sit there and watch it because that's boring. Um, yeah. But basically, <laughs> we, don't know, we don't know what it's going to have 
like what's going to be announced or anything. I'm hoping that they'll at least say something about Elder Scrolls Elder Six. Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. Like I just want them to say like, yeah, it's coming, and like it will have Nords in it or so. Like I don't even care what boring information they give. I just want something. But um, well, they did announce it four years ago. What more could you want? <laughs> <laughs> they announced it four years ago, and I was reading a couple of weeks ago that somebody was saying we're probably at about the half point, the halfway point between its announcement and its release. Ugh. Ugh. No. 2026. <laughs> That's so horrible. 15 so, years after <laughs> Skyrim. <laughs> I'm trying to not think about that. Um, That's so wild. But it would be cool to get some information on that. So you, listener, um, can go on to theinternet.com and search Microsoft Bethesda Showcase what was announced or what was talked about, and you can probably see something, and you can probably see how disappointed I probably am um, that they <laughs> didn't talk no about Elder Scrolls Six so... At all. If anything, they'll be like, we're so excited to announce that it's going to be a Xbox exclusive. Yeah. And then not say <laughs> anything else about else. the actual game. <laughs> it's going to eventually be an Xbox exclusive. So... Yeah. But yeah, that's but my news, a, I think. It's going to be an Xbox Z exclusive. <laughs> yeah. What console? What console? Oh, oh uh, we shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. I cut that, cut that, cut that. Um, to build off of the thing you said with Midnight Suns, I think that game is kind of a precursor for the movie that is probably going to come, the Midnight Suns movie. That would be which cool. Which is like a supernatural Marvel hero team um, because they've got like Blade coming soon, who is a part of that team. And they've got Black Knight, who was teased at the Nicholas end of the Cage returning as Ghost Rider. <laughs> Nicholas Cage returning as Ghost Rider. No, he's which not. Has already been which confirmed. is a shame. I wish that he was. Maybe one day. You never know, dude. Never say never. Ghost Rider with the Rider, multiverse man. and everything. Seriously, like I love Ghost Rider so there's much. There's no reason he sh- he. There's no reason to discount that completely. That's true. Is possible. That's true. Um. But yeah, I, and then the last thing with Marvel stuff is that they announced that at the Disney, like the D23, like the big Disney convention in September is when they're going to announce a lot of new movies and TV projects. So we haven't really gotten anything like official as far as like a Disney like or Marvel presentation since the end of 2020. So this will be kind of like the first time that like Kevin Feige is like, hey, look, here's like maybe the rest of phase four and maybe some of phase five. Or even just where Phase 4 ends. Yeah. Um, so that's like beginning of September. So it's still a few months out, but it's cool that he's like, hey, that's when we're going to do it. Hey. Hey, guys. So. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. Kevin. So. <laughs> Kevin Feige. I'm anyway, wearing a baseball hat. <laughs> speaking of, um, let's see, Midnight Suns, that game could get a sequel. Sure, why not? <laughs> and that's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that game could get a sequel. <laughs> And that you're so right, Lucas. <laughs> Today we're like I teased before. Uh, we're going to be talking about sequels: mm. the oh. good, the bad, the best, and the worst. We live in a society of sequels. Oh, we truly, of, we truly live do. In a society. Joker two was officially announced this week too. How was could we really? forget? Yeah. Oh, that's it was true. <laughs> Todd Phillips and got... posted a picture. Joker of two. The, the joke's on you. <laughs> no, it's called. It has a French subtitle right now, but translated means um, Madness for Two. Which is a cooler title than something in French. It's like, why are you doing that in French, Yeah, dude? and don't I be, think don't that... Don't make Joker uh, more pretentious than he I already know. is. <laughs> but I can really imagine Madness oh, for Two, meaning that Harley Quinn will be involved in this movie. Oh, or, surely. Or long-running theory that Willem Dafoe will play a second Joker. And then they'll have to battle it out. Joker v. Joker. The battle of Jokers. <laughs> okay. Because when they're in prison, the one Joker bites the other Joker. And then, and he, then he, contracts him, <laughs> he contracts the Joker symbiote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then he, he says, let there be carnage. Let there be madness. Let there be madness in two. <laughs> so I'm pumped for that one. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, it's going to well, be Well, not only that, but also in just this recent last couple weeks or so, we've had the next installment in the... Jurassic World franchise. Yeah. Um, we've had the uh, 
the sequel, the long-awaited sequel of Top Gun. Right, um, which everybody we, loves. I need to go see it because I just it keep is great. saying it's amazing. Yeah, people are saying it's like the best action movie of the year. Definitely. Of this year, yeah. Oh, for sure. So, you know, I, don't, I can get behind that. I'll go. I was not excited until, you know, sometimes if it wasn't getting big reviews, I probably wouldn't end up seeing it. Yeah. Because I'm just not that excited about that. Yeah, yeah me not like gun either. Like, yeah, Top Gun in like general, I'm just like... <laughs> Like, I liked the original. It was good. Yeah. But the I wasn't PG like, oh, man, what happens to these guys yeah, after? Yeah, yeah. I just the, can't the... wait to get an Iceman story and start off the <laughs> Top Gun extended universe. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> the um, I will say, if you're going to see it, see it in theaters. Yeah. Because it's really, really cool in theaters. Cool. They do a great job of, like, immersing you in the jet flying experience. Yeah. I think I'm going which... on Tuesday. Oh, okay, nice. Dude, there you go. Perfect. Tuesdays. It, uh, it honestly was shocking how much I liked it. Like, I was really, really surprised. Because, um, like, yeah, it's just like, whatever. Who cares about Top Gun? But I do now. I care. Thank you, Tom Cruise, for teaching me what to care about. There you go. There you have it. Well, I guess with that, what... I mean, I've always preached my general opinion of sequels and what I think makes a good sequel... Uh, I'll throw it to you guys first, though. I want to hear like what kind of elements you look for in a sequel, and you know why they're great, and why oftentimes uh, studios will get them wrong. Mm. Mm. Well, so that's a that. good that's a good thing <laughs> to ask. Um, I I think that. <clears throat> Sequels definitely, like, the concept of a sequel, I think, is rooted in, let's make more money, you know? Yeah. Like, from the beginning, because people were just making movies, and it was like, here's this story, and then they were like, oh, people really liked that, so studio is like, we can make more money on that same idea, you know? I think that's where it really came from, and then it kind of developed to a point where people make sequels for art, you know, like they, they set up, you know, longer form things. And so really it's kind of a toss up of whether or not like a sequel is going to be good at this point, because Mm -hmm. it's either just a studio saying like, Oh, we got to milk the cash cow or it's Mm -hmm. someone who genuinely is like, okay, there's another step to this story that I want to tell. You know, and so I think, um, for example, uh, well, I don't know. We're going to talk about that later, that movie. So I just, (laughs) I won't even, I won't even bring it up, but I think that a movie, this is something that, um, Jared and I have talked about a lot, but a sequel has to take a character somewhere they haven't gone yet in the first movie, you know, Mm -hmm. and it needs to, um, Basically, if if the character leaves a sequel the same way that they entered a sequel, then there was no point. Like, the main character, at least. It needs to be the next step of their evolution as, you know, uh, an interesting character. And so, um, I don't know. I think we'll definitely talk about some really prime examples of that in this episode so i'll just i'll steer clear of even saying any names that is one thing i did like about the new doctor strange movie is that even though he's appeared in stuff since the first doctor strange the second one felt like a continuation of his original story and it felt like Mm -hmm. he grew as a character yeah like that doctor strange at the end of doctor strange 2 felt like a different one than even the doctor strange in no way home or infinity war or whatever which i liked a lot about his character development and I think what you were just saying about, like, if you're going to make a sequel, it shouldn't be like, oh, we're going to make a sequel, therefore we have to come up with an idea. It should be, we have an idea already for a continuation of the story. It shouldn't be something that's forced. Yeah. And so, prime example, honestly, of that is Joker. Like, how the heck are, like, that is, like, such a good example of a, a self-contained story that does not need really a continuation because yep. you tell his whole arc. And it's, like, what on earth are a, they going to do? A little bit, a, my complaint about that is that, like, it's a little bit, not, of course, comparing Joker to Inception in levels of, like, storytelling, <laughs> but the uh, way that the movie ends, 
it's a little bit like they were to say, we're making Inception 2. It's like, yeah, that's cool. I'm sure it'll be a great movie, but it's also kind of invalidating the ambiguity of the end of the original movie. Because Mm, Joker ends in a very ambiguous way that kind of leaves you to decide, like, was that real? Was that just kind of this weird, like, psycho person's hallucination or something? And I guess spoilers for Joker. Um, And (laughs) then... um, by making a second one that kind of is like even just the fact that a second movie exists kind of takes away from the impact of that ending you know yeah yeah exactly because it was designed to be very self-contained i think mm. yeah so sorry I, to interrupt i just that no, was something no, i was good, talking good, to one of my friends was, about this week <laughs> just i i love a good sequel because i love seeing returning characters back in like actors and you know directors back in the roles that i thought they did a good job of in the first time but i hate bad sequels like i would much rather i mean obviously that the sequel didn't exist but sometimes it gets to the point where you want it so that the original didn't even exist because of how bad the sequel was Mm, yeah and that's really i think the biggest like problem with sequels and the sequel culture nowadays like there are some that's just like oh yeah fun and inconsequential like the new ghostbusters like it wasn't great it wasn't bad. It was just, like, fun and cool. And yeah. I was like, cool, sure. Like, the guy's son made a sequel to the movie that his dad made. Like, so it's it's fun and cool. Which whatever. I never saw, actually. Yeah, the new life. one, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, and it's like, you can totally skip it, and it, it's not like some billion-dollar movie or whatever. It's just like, right. sure, why not? Ghostbusters 3, kind of, except it's got Finn Wolfhard, the star of all movies now. Right. <laughs> if, if there is anything unsettling or supernatural in the movie... Finn Wolfhard will be the main character. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but He's I like love the Lin-Manuel Miranda. If the movie yeah. has music, it was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I think my, my opinions kind of fall in line with yours. If it, you know, takes the character to a new place, either like challenging their current beliefs we're putting them in a new setting where they have to adapt and change mm-hmm. and shift. That that's usually when you get the best sequels. Um, and so, and I think what you were saying is like, yeah, if if the move first one did well, then the marketing office or department doesn't even have to really advertise the sequel, yeah, nearly yeah. as much because they know people will want to see it again. But they do, yeah, yeah, which they, is a weird thing. They market it like crazy. I, I really, that is one thing. Actually, I wonder, like, if there was a sequel to a movie that was like wildly successful, and they did no trailers and only like a poster and nothing else, like how I wonder how it would do. Because like I, I for the last Harry Potter movie, for example, like I was, I remember talking to my mom about it. And being like, they don't need to market this movie. Like, no. people are invested just say all the, the way date. through the first seven movies. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, say, the, say date the date for Deathly Hallows Part 2 and people will show up. Yeah. So, it's just, like, I wonder... Which is a great sequel. It is a great sequel, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's an awesome sequel. So, I, I really wonder... Octique. I, I would love to see something like that. Yeah. Like, a, a sequel that is just absurdly hyped that has zero marketing. Yeah. Like, Endgame could have done that probably, too. Absolutely. They had a lot of marketing, but well, they didn't show a lot even, of the trailers, but like... Yeah. yeah. I even remember with Infinity War thinking, because I don't know if you remember, but about three weeks before the movie, they moved the release date up a week. Oh, yeah. They yeah, just yeah, released it a week that. earlier, and they did it in a fun way where Robert Downey Jr. tweeted at Marvel and was like, hey, any way we can get that movie sooner? And Marvel responded, and they were like, yeah, here's the new release date. And that was how <laughs> they announced that they were changing yeah. the release date. It was super cool. But I was thinking, like, for a movie that wasn't so already anticipated, that could, like, really hurt opening weekend sales. Yeah. But with a movie like this, it's like, who cares? People are going to go. Like, you didn't need to make any... You needed to announce the name of the movie, and people are Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we're going to find... We are going to market it ourselves, you know? Yeah. And even just, like, black poster, title, and then date it comes out. Seriously. And you just see those around. But no no TV ads or anything. No trailers. That would be awesome. It's just a black poster, happen. and it says Donda. 
<laughs> Donda 2. Donda and then 2. And then it has a, a QR code for where you can buy the speaker yeah. where you can listen to Donda 2. Yeah. And you can't listen to it anywhere else. That is real. There you go. <laughs> um, so, so with that in mind, marketing aside, um, what I want to just ask, what is your favorite sequel? Um, I know this is a basic question, and I got mad at Lucas last week for asking a basic question, <laughs> or two weeks ago. Which basic question? Uh, it was, what is favorite Nintendo? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is my episode, and I can do what I want. That's true. <laughs> well, the Nintendo one was my episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so, yeah, just, what's a, what's a sequel that you love? That you love with all your heart and soul and mind. Best sequel. A sequel that I love with all my heart and mind and soul. Yeah, I, it can just be what's your favorite. It doesn't have to be the best. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm really torn between two. Here's my okay. actual favorite. This is my answer and no copying. But it's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Uh, amazing. Um, it's the perfect sequel where basically it takes this character that they established and the first movie left him off in a really interesting place where like he was in love with this girl spoilers for Spider-Man um he was in love with this Spider-Man 2 <laughs> he was well we're talking Spider-Man from 2002 currently but then we'll j- oh, jump see, into Spider-Man 2 spoilers for both just uh, so yeah just... spoilers for both blanket spoiler statement <laughs> um he's in love with this girl but he rejects her after she admits her love for him mm. got him um which leaves him in this really no fascinating sip. place where it's no, like he ain't. okay he's he does steal a now though. determined that the spider-man <laughs> thing is more important than this other thing that he's cared about for his entire life and you go into spider-man 2 with that now being the theme is spider-man more important than peter parker and that kind of conflict throughout the whole movie is honestly maybe even more engaging than the face value conflict of Spider-Man versus Doc Ock, you know, which is mm-hmm. still an awesome conflict. And they they establish a bond between those characters before they start fighting, which is great. It's not just like, ah, guy with extra arms starts robbing banks. It's like, <laughs> this is someone that Peter cares about and loves and looks up to, and now he has to fight him. And it's just like mm. every building block that started from the beginning of the first movie is like perfectly built to make that just like a perfect sequel and take in places that he hadn't been before but was already kind of going down that road. Um, yeah, uh, maybe I'll bring up my other answer if one of you guys doesn't say it because it's also possible that it could be one of your answers. So sure. I'll hold off for a bit. True. I was going to say, dude, just that description of Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 makes me want to just go rewatch them. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. So They're good. just so good, man. I love them. But it's really hard to ignore um, my favorite sequel, which is My Neighbor Totoro 2. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The straight-to-DVD. Straight-to-DVD. <laughs> Disney classic My Neighbor Totoro 2. No, not really. Um, it... <laughs> Somehow I was uh, joking. It, I think <laughs> the thing is, like, some of my favorites, like, my favorite uh, franchises, like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, like, my favorite are the first one. Mm. And I love the sequels, but I think um, the first ones are just, like, so near and dear to my heart. It's hard to say, like, oh, yeah, the sequel was even better. Um, but I think Empire Strikes Back does. There it is kind of take so it good. it's it's i i i oh man it's so hard to choose for me personally like between star wars like 1977 a new hope and um empire strikes back just because i love them both but i think empire strikes back is like a better movie overall but um like just for nostalgia purposes i like star wars more but empire is just so awesome yeah just everything they do with, I mean, with, with, with what we were talking about with the characters growing, like Luke, you know, learning more about the Force and having to communicate with, like, Ghost Obi-Wan and deal with the fact that Vader is his father at the end. And Spoilers even, like, for Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah, sorry. 
um, like Yoda coming in and Leia's Leia and his relationship growing and Han and all of their relationships kind of developing. It's just such a good sequel. I, I personally think it's like the best sequel ever made um, because it just really does everything we were talking about. Like I love Two Towers and I love a lot of those other sequels, um, but I think Empire just kind of does it a little bit better. And with Lord of the Rings, it's more of a part of a three-part thing. Mm-hmm. So, Well, plus I was thinking about with the books turned movies, they already had a plan. Yeah, that's a good So a good like point. even with Harry Potter Part 8, it's mm-hmm. not like they had to come up with a new right. thing. It's like, no, it, it's already written. It's already, you know what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just showing you on screen. Yep. Same with Lord of the Rings. But I think I think my answer, you guys will also agree, is probably one of, if not the best. You might want to change your answers. Um, but if we're talking about a character who is already established and now has their whole belief system is being challenged by uh, an opposing force... Uh, there's no better example than the Dark Knight. Mm. Oh yeah, big time. Very I good. thought you were gonna say Boss Baby Two Family Business. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to. Yeah. Uh, my my kind of like honorable mention is Back to the Future Two. I know Which that's not really like the, the best I do like of all it. time. Yeah. I think it's often overlooked. You know, that's a and good I answer. genuinely think it is. Uh, I don't know. I, I I love the second one. I don't think it's better than the first. No. But I. You got to give credit where credits due. They nailed yeah. that one. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think the second one is cool. Uh, but the Dark Knight, Dark Knight's good every time answer. you watch it, it's it is just thrilling. You know, it's like if Inception had a sequel, it's Christopher Nolan. It's the same level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Batman should have a sequel. Yeah. And right. <laughs> I don't think Inception should. Right. But seeing Batman so kind of set up in his code, he knows exactly like how he likes to operate, what he believes in, that kind of stuff. He wants order within the city. Yeah. Um, and then just bringing in a character that is just an abs- like the perfect foil yeah. to Batman and, and Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, tearing away at that slowly until the very end of the movie. It's like, I think it's like very possible that Batman kills this guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and him being like strict to his code both of them being strict to his code is what makes their own codes is what makes the combat or the uh not combat the action so enjoyable and so interesting and so i really really love that one yeah and that's when i watch like at least once a year yeah like i've got it it's 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 really good the the batman too is good too yeah yeah it really the most, live up to the standard of the, the most com- yeah. like- <laughs> the most comic booky thing about the dark knight trilogy is how standalone those movies feel like hmm. the dark knight seriously feels like kind of its own movie a little bit mm-hmm. in a lot of mm-hmm. ways and you can just watch that one just like i can pick up issue four of a comic series and kind of just figure out like contextually like okay here's what's going on you know and same idea with those movies it's like there's it's mostly just this is its own story you know which is wonderful and i i wish that more movies did that i wish that the marvel movies had more of that feel yeah, um, yeah, that's true. It's it's kind of hard with Marvel though, because they're all kind of sequels to each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> versus just Batman but, to Batman. Um, my other honorable mention was Shrek too. Mm, great, honestly, it is. Great. Which I I <laughs> love You're that joking movie. About Shrek, but no, Shrek too is awesome. Yeah, I love that is, movie really so is. much to the point that I genuinely thought it would be one of your answers, <laughs> and so I didn't <laughs> say it. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, Shrek too. It's just great. It takes this perfect, wonderful story of Shrek 1, and it's like, all right, we've got access to every fairy tale. Let's just start exploring that stuff. And they take Shrek down a a path that you're never expecting him to go. He turns into a human for a little while. (laughs) And, like, it's just, it's super clever and super fun, and you get to watch um, Meryl Streep as a fairy godmother which is hilarious yeah. and it's just great. And she just straight up looks like Meryl Streep. Like it's yeah, just, yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. My... Well, we've got a funny story about Shrek too. We do. We have two funny stories. I'm going to tell one and then I'm going to tell another. First one is that one time my younger brother 
got a haircut and he was told by one of his friends that he looked like oh, no. human Shrek. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and he has been growing his hair out ever since then. <laughs> so he has not gotten a haircut since then. But it was actually really funny. That's because you brutal. put a side-by-side comparison. Because he has the same like curly hair as human Shrek does and a little bit of a similar face structure. It was, it was good. But another funny story with Shrek 2 happened just two days ago here uh, while we were booling around. We were walking past this bookstore, and there was a fun little, uh, fun little stand that said "free stuff, please take." And there was a Shrek Two DVD, and I <laughs> took the Shrek Two DVD, and we were walking around town with it, and it was awesome and fun and cool. And I was planning on keeping it, um, but then we were eating at a pizza place, and <laughs> we thought it would be a fun idea to leave the tip inside of the Shrek Two <laughs> DVD. Oh. <laughs> You're the and so worst. We, we left the Shrek 2 DVD on the table with the money inside of it. <laughs> so not only did he get a nice tip, but also he got a DVD copy of Shrek 2. If he opened free. it and didn't just throw no, it away. No, no, he was taking it out. He was taking it out. He was taking it obvious. You could tell the cash was inside. So yeah, he got, you know, enough, enough money to tip the, the pizza dinner. <laughs> and then also, he got a, a DVD worth free. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny, too, because when he brought our food out, he, like, moved the Shrek 2 out of the way to put the pizza <laughs> down, like, like a half hour earlier. So he knew it was there. Uh. He knew that there was a Shrek 2 on the table. And I imagine he was like, they better not leave this here. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey. Exactly what we did. I think that Shrek 2 was probably an example of a time where a movie that was just designed to be one movie did well. And then they were like, okay, let's maybe try to make a sequel for this because we have access to all of this, you know, all of these different properties and we can make something fun out of it. And so they made a second one. So this is my segue into my question, which is the following. What is a movie that doesn't have a sequel that you want to pitch a sequel for and then pitch that sequel? Or maybe even pitch the sequel and and you know reveal to us, and reveal to us how it ends. What the well, what it's a sequel to is what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Oh, I see. I see. Um, but you don't have to do that if you don't. No, want. I'm going to. Okay, so I I'll go first. There's we didn't have a whole lot of time to think about this. I'll just say that up front. But one movie that I didn't love, that everyone else loves, and so I think this will go over well. Uh, that's Free Guy. Right? <laughs> gotcha. A fun little kind of like who cares movie. Yeah, yeah. Right? About a little video game boy and his little video game girl. video game girlfriend. Uh, and, and also th- Taika Waititi. And, <laughs> and the little wacky, you know, adventures they go on. Yeah. Well, guess what? Here's what's fun. Is that movie revolved around a GTA, Grand Theft Auto style, mm. you know, video game. Yeah. But... Guess what? We're going to Wreck It Ralph 2 this crap. Or I guess there's Wreck It Ralph. There. <laughs> there's a Wreck It Ralph 2 though. I know there is. But we're going to Wreck It Ralph, Ralph it. And we're going we're gonna to put them on that that game. What it was it called? Sin City? Oh, the, uh, the actual <laughs> I don't know game. It's called. Free Guy? I don't know. Something um, like that. But they are going to take that and they're going to put it on like steam or something they're going to upload it up there oh no some virus happens and now all everything's getting all mixed up and guy is now going through a bunch of different types of video games so then we get to see ryan reynolds in a little fantasy game like a skyrim type game or a red dead redemption type game or uh, or a Jungle Book type game. A Jungle cool. Book type game. <laughs> yeah. Or a, um, like a, I know they're yeah. they're gonna make dumb jokes about him being in Candy Crush that everyone will think is very funny, but I'm the not moms going to. But guess what? The, the, moms moms will will love it. the moms will love it. The moms Here's will the love thing. it. Yeah, I mean, become an emoji. Half the jokes. The I didn't laugh once it. during that movie. I'll be honest with and you. And Free Guy, really? <laughs> yeah, really? I didn't laugh one single time. Really hard at a lot of points of that movie. See, so I'm I'm sure it's gonna go over well, even if I don't have to think it's funny i could make it and everyone else will think it's you don't funny. have to think it's funny but you are required to watch it <laughs> yeah i'll watch it <laughs> i'll watch it and and so everyone can say oh have you seen free guy <laughs> i saw it five times in theaters <laughs> and i'll say no i watched it once 
on my laptop, <laughs> and I didn't laugh once. <laughs> anyway, so that's my answer. That's a pretty awesome answer. I, I think guy, it would work. I think it would work. And free I, guy two is coming. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. Full problem. Yeah. I, I I can imagine it will. Yeah. You know? No way. It's and not. And that's that's I think the direction they could take it. Wow. Well, that's actually fun and good. Let, let's picture this this uh, scenario here really quick. We we see a war-torn San Francisco uh, that's been decimated by the battles of un, unfriendly foes and anti-heroes. San Andreas we, too. We, 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 are now, we are now living in a society where the gaping hole of carnage being defeated has left a void of power and so we have to have it filled by another symbiote symbiotic villain uh, in order to fight mm. venom in venom 3 let there be toxin <laughs> so so you're pitching a sequel for a movie that is a sequel great sure <laughs> so, very much the heart of the question continue venom 3 let there be toxin will, of course, pitch Venom against fan-favorite character Toxin. Who everybody who, knows and loves. Who everyone knows Played and loves. Played by Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, teased, as teased at the end of Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, uh, was he teased? He yeah. was teased. Does it have, like, a, an actor associated? Or well, no? yeah, there's an actor. So and you're he, not even pitching dies. a sequel. You're just telling us what's going, what's coming. This is a real... Well, just, yeah. this is, put let this me, in let the me news just section, you. dude. <laughs> let me just tell you the fun twist on it. Oh. Okay, so just be careful. Yeah, just be careful what you say. So, at the end be of Venom two, be careful because <laughs> yeah. Sony's gonna come for you. Watching so, my back. <laughs> um, the toxin is dead, quote unquote, and then he opens his eyes and he's got the symbiote in his eyes, and then the movie kind of ends there. Um, oh, so t- big toxin wow. tease. So we have the beginning of Venom three. Venom is fighting toxin, and he's getting absolutely decimated. This guy just cannot deal with toxin. And so who should show up a fan favorite character Jared Leto's Morbius of course of course to yeah. help Venom fight Toxin and then Jared Leto's Morbius starts getting wrecked by Toxin as well Jeez. so who else should show up who who fan favorite Bad Bunny's El Muerto oh, will be first man. introduced to the Sony Spider-Man universe but then what through happens? Venom 3 does he well, win no they keep getting beaten by Toxin and so, you know who else is going to show up? Who? Who? Michael Keaton's Vulture. <gasps> Michael from Keaton's the Vulture from the Spider-Man who got Dude, sucked into the Venomverse. If you were in a, and how do you a do? Sony studio, <laughs> like an office right now, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, They'd be like, yo, yeah, yo. Yeah. This is the one. And he has a girlfriend, too. And he has a girlfriend, and she becomes thicky she-venom halfway through the movie. <laughs> But she's uh, not going to fight or do anything. She's just going to be weirdly sexualized Venom for like 12 seconds of the movie and then basically do nothing else. But, you know, Vulture comes in and he's getting wrecked. So, you know who else is going to show up to help? No, I don't. Who? Aaron Taylor Johnson's <gasps> Craven the Hunter. Oh, and he's got to win. He also he hel- is introduced in Venom 3. And so he unfortunately also dies. So, you know. Ooh, wait, they all die? No. <laughs> <laughs> so they die, but, but just, just listen here. So then the sixth member shows up and it's um dakota johnson's madam web oh and she shows up and resurrects the other five she has and that power she has that power probably in this movie that's Not what, spi- comics, that's what spiders can do comics. so yeah <laughs> the spiders she, can resurrect their fallen she, allies <laughs> so that's why you need to become an ally to spiders yeah that's because true. if you die then the spiders will resurrect you in real life. Yeah. But anyway, in the movie, Madam <laughs> Web resurrects all her friends. And so we got the Sinister Six. We got Madam Web. We got Craven. We got Vulture. We got El Muerto. We got Venom. And we got Morbius. And they are about to fight Toxin. And of course, with the six of them at full regen power, they, they wreck Toxin. They just totally wow. wipe the floor with him. And this at this point, this sequence has been going on for two or three hours. Because they know with Venom 3, they can you know make an endgame level length movie of three hours. And people will come and watch it. Of course. And so the movie ends with them killing Toxin, but then who should swing in to try and fight them? But Spider-Man. Spider-Man uh, as... Played by a, a new actor. Played by, played by a new Jesse, actor. Played by played Jesse Sarah Michael. <laughs> Michael Sarah. Michael yeah. Sarah. Yeah, played by Michael Sarah. He takes his mask off and he says, hey, it's me, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. He puts his mask back on, but you don't know I'm Peter Parker yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the movie cuts as he's swinging and about to fight them. And then it ends. Teasing 
when Spider-Man gets to fight like, the Sinister Six. So what's it's this like, movie like, like this video if you want a part two. Well, this, this movie is called Venom 3 Let There Be Toxin. But Venom 3 Let stuff, There also... Be Morbius 2. <laughs> let there be Morbin time. Let there be Morbin time. Um, so, let yeah. there be 300 more billion dollars. 300 more billion dollar in the first weekend alone. <laughs> so I think that would be a really awesome movie to watch, but I will treat Niall's question with respect and give it an actual answer as well. You're going to take more time. Sure, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be brief. I think that uh, genuinely, this is going to sound silly, but I want there to be a sequel to episode nine where they try and redeem the horrific nightmare that is those movies. However, I don't want it for 20 years. I don't want it for any time soon. But I do want it to happen one day. But because... we do want the same characters because that's the only way it'll make sense. Yes. So, <laughs> so we'll have to CGI them in. Old no, way. Well, she won't be that old. Well, maybe you not 20. Like 10 to 20 years. You don't know we how gotta, she's going to age. Some of, there, there was potential with these characters, all right? And it was just absolutely decimated. And so yeah. I genuinely think that if they got good creatives and a good team to make something with these characters, it could be cool. But we have not had that. And even with like stuff like Obi-Wan, it's like, man, maybe Star Wars should just stop. Maybe they should just stop right. doing Star Wars and no character is redeemable. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe I will probably redact that answer at some point. But Niall, go ahead and answer your question. Sorry for well, taking up 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all the time we have. Yeah, like, yeah. The Sony stuff, like I was trying to like even laugh, but it was making my stomach hurt so bad that I was like, I don't even like... <laughs> Because this the is a real brutal. thing. That's really I know, that's like the their thing. plan, is to make a the movie mo- like that. <laughs> that's the most unfortunate part, is we, we speak in jest, but there They're is gonna unfortunately do it. They're gonna too do much it, truth in this jest. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going <laughs> to... Mine is going to be maybe a little unconventional. I don't know. I know. It's so stupid. I don't know. But it's real. That's actually what the Sinister Six are going to be. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast yet, this movie. But I am going to pitch a sequel (gasps) for the unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh, interesting. And the sequel is going to be called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Success. Oh, where nice. um, Nick Cage and Javi have written and directed and produced this super successful movie, this, like, action-adventure movie, and now the studio is putting pressure on them to make a sequel. Ah. And so they have this unbearable weight of massive success because now they have to recreate it. And they... Mm. In, in seeking inspiration for a plot line for the second one, would end up getting wound back up in some cartel or something, or even like maybe a Hollywood-based like criminal organization that's like u- like using the film industry as its front for money laundering or whatever, and they run into them and then go through this whole crazy thing and then get another you know film plot out of that or maybe even as a twist they don't even end up making the movie because they're like you know what we're out you know oh, nice. and so mm. like it's not just the same thing as the second one where it's just like oh we'll make this new thing but they kind of go on this development of like and also i think that it's fun to with that movie that's a movie about making a movie why not make mm. a sequel that's a sequel about making a sequel? Making a sequel. Um, yeah. And just kind of, like, <laughs> stick with that. And now that they're best friends, like, maybe something kind of comes in and starts, like, tearing them apart. Maybe he's getting pulled back into the, you know, criminal the drug cartel. family or something. So I think that it could just be super fun. I also just loved that movie so much. and I want, Dude, yeah, honestly. <laughs> like, I want more of... Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal's dynamic to exist because they were so perfect and they just played together so well. I was like, I just want to see that again, you know? You talking about that is like, remind me of how much I really did enjoy that movie. It's an like, awesome movie. Pedro Pascal is so good. I love and him and everything I see him in. Pedro Pascal. Even Wonder Woman 2, which is bad. I, I thought he was good in. Pedro Pascal tripping on acid and trying to laugh casually and look at those people when he's like, 
they're trying to look over their shoulder at somebody, but they have to make yeah. it look natural. So he's like, just pretend you're looking over your shoulder while you laugh at a joke that I said. And he's got like <laughs> this fear in his eyes. I seriously, it's like burnt into my memory. It made me laugh so hard. I just loved that movie. And I think a sequel for it would be really fun because it's a movie about making movies. And so right. why not show a so movie you... about the stress of making a sequel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That actually is a great idea. And is much better than anything I said. <laughs> Not quite as good as mine, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a middle. It's a, it a middle ground. It's a good, yeah. It's a good middle, yeah. middle of the pack. Well, talking about good and bad and good and bad and, um, and mid. What uh, what is a sequel that was so good that it made you like the first one even more? And what is a sequel that is so bad that made you hate the first one, where maybe previously you had enjoyed the first one? And probably Star Wars sequels excluded a little bit. Star Wars sequels excluded. Because yeah. nine, episode 9 is just the default answer. Because, holy cow, was it not good. Well, yeah. Joe, I'll do you want to go? Okay, I'll go. Um, so I'll, I'll say my bad one first. And my okay. bad one that really it's hard for me to separate the two in my brain now. But... Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is so bad that it almost attacks my ability to enjoy the first, which is one of my favorite movies. Paul Blart Mall Cop is wonderful. It's It's so funny. It's like it's made very well. Okay. I think it's great. (laughs) Lucas, watch it again because you're forgetting how great it is. Yeah, um, come on. They played Detroit Rock City. What they should have done, which I <laughs> Jesse I would from have... Breaking Bad is in it, right? No. No? Isn't he the bad guy at the end? No. No. Who is? Who plays some know. other guy? Not, not, <laughs> some not dude. Aaron Paul. He was no. only, maybe only in that movie. Um, Aaron Paul. But he's only in Paul. If Paul. I were in charge, and also if Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 didn't exist, I would have pitched this as the sequel. For my oh. la- for the last question, I would have said make Paul Blart cop cop, and he's just in the police force now, and is maybe investigating more stuff like more heist type things. But Paul Blart Mall Cop Two, I just I was looking at a list of sequels, and I found this one, <laughs> and it reminded me like, oh yeah, that's the answer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's under the critics consensus. It says bathed in flop sweat and bereft of purpose. Paul Blart Mall Cop <laughs> 2 strings together fat shaming humor and segue sight gags with uniformly unfunny results. And I just think <laughs> bathed in flop sweat and bereft of purpose is one of the most brutal <laughs> things I've ever heard. And I think that it's so accurate. To that is, what that movie is is stenched in, um, but uh, I'm honestly I'm having a little trouble thinking of uh, uh, well the Dark Knight I I feel bad bringing that back up because we've already talked about it but wow. the Dark Knight makes me enjoy Batman Begins more because you go back and you watch Batman Begins and you are you sit there thinking like. This is where this is the trajectory that this character is on now, you know, and all of this is leading like I and I think it's because the Dark Knight did such a good job of kind of outlining his rule. He's not going to kill anybody. That's like a big theme of that movie that you go back to the first one and you realize how important that rule is to him and how like the one time he almost broke that rule before he really had it. Um, and then kind of didn't get to kill the guy. And then after that, he's like set in it. It really like knowing what happens in the second movie makes all of that way more enjoyable um, for the, you know, the oh, yeah. the duration of the first movie. So I think we, that we all love it. That's that's the it. one. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's I think it's good. I think it's mid. Yeah. You know what I don't <laughs> think is good? The what? Kingsman Golden Circle. Oh, Oof. you're so dumb. That's a good movie. No, you shut <laughs> your mouth. Look, here's the deal. What was impactful? I loved the first one. All yeah, right? I like the first you one know, too. I think I thought uh, the Secret Service 
was so so fun so interesting so fresh it's great and they introduced characters that i loved that i thought were like at least interesting um some who had deaths that were meaningful they had they had one character you really really love in the first one and he gets shot right in the head and you are so sad and he's and it like drives the third act of the of the movie and you're just like man that's impactful you know uh but they're announcing a new sequel i'm excited let's go for it and guess what they do in the sequel in the trailer they kill off they kill off every other character that was important in the first one except for the main character and uh one other guy does mark strong yeah yeah, mark strong yeah, he sticks around, which is good. If yeah. he didn't, I, I, it would have been <laughs> even horrible. worse. <laughs> they kill off every other character you're excited about, right? And then they uh, bring back the one character whose death in the first one was impactful. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, but you know, um, they're going to America. Halle Berry's going to be in it, and Channing Tatum's going to be funny <laughs> for like one second. He's in like a scene. Yeah, right? he's in like one scene. Basically, yeah. And Pedro Pascal going to be bad guy and going to be really funny. Pedro Pascal's Pascal. in that? Yeah, he is. The oh really? Guy. Oh nice. Which I mean, he's great. <laughs> he's great in everything. So I'm not saying the performances are bad. I love Channing Tatum. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. But here's here's the thing. It makes the le- the first one. Like, basically insignificant. The death that was the most crucial in the movie is now insignificant. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, And then all the character you're investing time in. Like, mostly the the one other girl he's with. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Neither can I. Shapipa. So he, at the end, Shapipa, who you're like, oh, I love Shapipa. No, she's dead in (laughs) the second one. Oh, she dies? Really? Well, no, she dies in... uh, she dies in the first one, or like in the beginning of the second. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Just bomb. They establish this cool <laughs> so shot by a missile. Shot by missile by. Hey, at least it was Who reverent. Was, it? was and, this Corny uh, Weaver? Is she the bad guy? Who's the bad guy? No, it's oh, the first one. No, it's some. It's some not. Big it's not like actor. Jessica Chastain, is it? No, 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 no. no. It's uh Bryce Dallas Howard. No. I, I can't remember. remember who it is. I think it's. Is it not She's Jessica in, uh, Chastain? She's in Love Actually. No, not Love Actually. It's a uh, Guns Actually. Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> oh, uh, Emma Stone. No, it's not Emma Stone. Let me look. Let me look. Uh, yeah, mom? just. just I'm just gonna look it up. This is not entertaining to listen to. Horace Howard. Horace. Yeah, that's it. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, who was not interesting? Anyway, so that's my answer for one that makes it bad. One that actually, like, really, really turned the franchise for a lot of people, and they've made sequels after this one, and they've gone bad since. Um, but that's Terminator 2. Mm, yeah, uh, Terminator dude. 2 good is answer. excellent. Yeah. It is so, so good. So good. I, I, I knew Terminator 2 was good, you know. Everyone yeah, was everyone talking about it before I'd even seen any of them. Yeah. Um, and so, but I was like, well, I've got to see the first one. And before that you know what i mean yeah and really it when you're watching them the first one is just like the the prequel basically to yeah. terminator 2 <laughs> yeah. like terminator 2 feels like the story they wanted to tell yeah and even like you don't even need to see the first one to understand the second one you too. don't nope. no. like the one thing is that like she's the mom of, uh, of yeah. what's his bucket the rebellion leader, yeah the rebellion yeah. leader and but beyond that, it's like Tomb Raider is way better than the first yep. one. Yeah, and, and honestly, yeah. my introduction to any Terminator was in the first Wayne's World movie. <laughs> Have you seen this boy? Have you seen this boy? Whoa! Whoa! And then drives away, and I always thought that joke was just funny because it was like, oh, random. But then you see Terminator Two, and you're like, oh, that's a really good joke. That's, <laughs> like, really that's funny. great. But um, maybe that's another honorable mention, Wayne's World 2, which doesn't change. Well, that's change. in Wayne's World 1. Well, that's, that's Wayne's World one. 1, but Wayne's World, oh, 2, Wayne's World 2 literally yeah. doesn't change anything. The characters don't really go through anything new. It's just more funny jokes. <laughs> re- re- replace the villain with Christopher Walken instead of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Instead of yeah, Rob Lowe. But he's like exactly the same kind same of guy, villain, though. does the same thing. Doing the same scheme. And then... <laughs> It has the best anti-Kenny G joke of all time, and that's that's and all that matters. Said, you know? 
So we just I I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Wayne's World too. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, dude, Terminator am... Two rocks. <laughs> so for the worst, although, did you have more you want to say? No, no, that's it. So for the worst, I'm gonna say because um, I have not seen the second or third in this franchise. I've only seen the first and the fourth. But Alan Matrix. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what are you yeah. talking about? So yeah. Matrix 1, I think, is great. I mean, Wait, you haven't seen 2? No, I haven't seen 2 or 3. 2 oh. is great. I've seen 1 and 4. 2 is awesome and 3 <laughs> is I'm going to talk about 4. Okay. Yeah. So 4 was the one that came out last year in 2021, Matrix Resurrections. 1, I think, is cool. I do think it is overrated, but I think it had mm-hmm. a big impact on pop culture, and I think, it's, I think it is genuinely good. 2 was just as, as good. Really? I think. Yeah. It was two's, like, two's awesome. It's just right on there. Well, then that Three makes four is, even is worse. Bad. Three is rough. Three is rough was what I've heard. And then four <laughs> is the one... I remember seeing the trailer for four and be like, huh, that actually does look really cool. Because it was a very well-made trailer. Like, very well edited, very well synced up with the music, and just, oh, like, I wonder what Keanu Reeves is up to. It kind of looks interesting. He's, like, taking a lot Neil of Patrick pills. Neil Patrick Harris is in it. Neil Patrick Harris is in it. <laughs> um, but... The fourth one was just two and a half hours of nothing. It was just a nothing movie. And it was so, so long. It was so long and it was so boring. And you just sit there and you're watching Keanu Reeves sit in this boardroom of people talking about The Matrix, the game, but it's actually the movie and it's trying to be all meta. And it's like, what are you trying to say? They're like trying to make all these allegories and comparisons to what the the impact of the first Matrix movie, but it's in a Matrix movie. And Keanu Reeves is just sitting there as a part of this like round table conversation and he's not really contributing. He's just like, oh okay, cool. And he's like completely <laughs> forgotten about his time in the Matrix. And then of course something happens where he has to get sucked back into the Matrix and he has to save the day with his friend and girlfriend. And it's just all this nonsense. <laughs> Sounds pretty just, good to me. It's just, <laughs> yeah, you're selling it. <laughs> Tell back. me more. Tell me more. They get into the the real world because I guess you the every the fake world is the Matrix, but the real world where they have shaved heads. Oh yeah. They get back into there. And they have all these characters that are fun and zany like in the first one. And they all die just like in the first one. And But then Neo and his friend, the girl, have the day. They save the day. And then it ends with instead of just Neo flying away, they both fly away together. And it's like, what Yay. on earth was this? It, it's seriously Sounds sick. Baffling. I didn't want to Did they see wear it. cool glasses, <laughs> though? No, they don't even wear cool glasses. Are you kidding me? It's, it's just like, there's Boycott some cool Matrix. Stuff. There are, <laughs> there are a couple cool ideas and things they do with it, but overall, like, my goodness, it was just abhorrent. It was so, so bad. Um, and, the, like, one of the directors, so there were two directors originally, and one of the directors who came back, she said, yeah, I only came back because they said they were going to make it with or without me, and I was like, I might as well be a part of this at all. And so <laughs> it was one of wow. the two sisters, and she was just like, whatever. I think she did care somewhat about it, but I think it was just much less passion than like the first ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that aside, one that I will say is better than the original, which might be a hot take, and improves my experience with the original just in general is um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Nice. Yeah, good I think answer. that one is so good. Blade Runner, like Ryan Gosling's character in that, is just so so intriguing. And so interesting, and just the story he goes on, and just the kind of twists and turns it takes you on, and kind of the whole replicant idea, and even with Harrison Ford being in it, like, he has a minor role, but it's cool having him come back, and kind of, and not really conclude his story, but, like, further it. Um, it, and just the world in general having advanced 30 years, and the beginning scene with Dave Bautista, honestly, is amazing. Like, that first scene where he, like, shows up on the farm. You've seen it? Have you seen no. It? Oh, you haven't? I okay. have seen Blade Runner, but I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, it's the first scene. He shows up on a farm with Dave Bautista. Nice. It's awesome. <laughs> you gotta love Dave Bautista, and you gotta love Ryan Gosling. You True. have to. You must. You're, it's required. You if, if you don't, turn off the podcast. Yeah. Throw your phone out your window. If you're sitting down at home or if you're driving, either way, will be sufficient. Yeah. Um, but just stop listening. And then pull over and start trying to figure out how to love them. <laughs> <laughs> or pull over your home and sit down on your floor and decide how you can begin to love Ryan Gosling and Dave Bautista. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
but yeah, Blade Runner 2049 is excellent. I would highly recommend it. Um, it might be one of my favorite. It is one of my favorite movies ever. It might be in my top 10. Sheesh. But I don't know. Well, there you go. That's it. That's my answer. Well. Good answer. I I think those are all great answers, and that's a good good high note to, to kind of wrap up on. Well, what about our fan question? Oh, our fan question was, can we make a sequel to this episode? <laughs> you know, a little meta of the question. the answer is no. The answer, the answer is we cannot. We cannot. We've uh, looked we'll into see. it, and it's just if, not possible. Well, if 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 we think it, it's going to make us a lot of money, then we might. Yeah. But we'll right. see how this one performs. If this ends end. up being our most popular episode, we're then definitely we'll, we'll going to make sure, another one. We're for sure going to make one. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll call it Sequels Re-Upload, and we'll try to trick people cool. into thinking mm. that it's just the same podcast. Mm. Little will they know. It's it has a cool, cool subtitle. subtitle And Keanu Reeves is back in the shaved head world. Exactly. <laughs> Still not good at acting, but he's a great guy. Yeah, dude. I love Keanu Reeves, but he's a bad actor and he a great is not friend. Very good at acting, <laughs> but he's got plenty of money from acting. Yeah. So what does he care how good he is? Yeah, at? I don't. Yeah. And that's the moral of the story, guys. So. <laughs> Go watch it. Go watch a sequel. Um, go watch a sequel this week. Yeah, go. Watch you don't a have to watch the original or the first one. No, you don't. Just watch a sequel and just uh, any sequel. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, and we will catch you on another Man Cave Movie Night Monday. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>